Welcome everyone, my name is Brandon Thomas, and you're listening to On and Off the Field, the show all about the Minnesota Vikings and other Minnesota sports teams. Today's episode will be all about the Minnesota Vikings and the training camp that is ongoing right now. And there's been some pretty big stories coming out of the Vikings training camp with Christian Derrissaw and Wyatt Davis just returning to practice on Wednesday this week after missing the first three practices due to some injuries. Mike Zimmer and the Vikings did say that the injuries were pretty minor, so it should not have an impact on either of Wyatt Davis's or Christian Derrissaw's progressions as they progress through training camp. But I think that that might be a little bit of a setback. Especially for Christian Derrissaw, the hopeful week one starter at that left tackle spot for the Vikings. And because of those two guys being injured for the first three practices, it's caused for a lot of different rotations at that offensive line spot. We've seen Ali Uda at right guard, left tackle. We've seen Wyatt Davis line up at center. And we've seen Rashad Hill at that left tackle spot. We've just seen a lot of different kind of mixtures of guys at different positions and I think that once everybody's healthy we'll see more of a solidified offensive line that we will continue to see because offensive lines are units and I think that they need to kind of build that camaraderie with each other to be successful especially in the NFL and just today I think we saw what will most likely be the week one starters for the offensive line which has Dersaw at the left tackle spot, left guard being Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury at the center spot, and then you got the right guard spot, which is pretty much an open competition right now between guys like Ali Uda, Wyatt Davis, and probably Dakota Dozier, although I think all Viking fans hope that doesn't happen, although it could potentially be a realistic possibility. But Ali Uda looks like he's going to be the starter for the near future, Despite the ongoing extension talks with right tackle Brian O'Neill, he's still expected to be the starter at that right tackle spot. Before we move on to talking about some guys who have impressed and some guys who haven't impressed so far in training camp, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. If you are buying or selling your house, think Woods and Water Realty for all your real estate needs. Contact Woods and Water Realty or go to woodsandwater.com. Moving on to some other kind of underrated guys that have made a name for themselves at Vikings training camp so far is wide receiver K.J. Osborne and rookie running back from Iowa State, Kene Nwangwu. And despite his kind of disappointing rookie season, the fifth round pick from Miami, K.J. Osborne, who was mostly drafted to be a punt returner and possibly a kick returner for the Vikings, that's my guess from what I saw from his college film. I never saw KJ Osborne ever being potentially a wide receiver three. And after seeing his punt returning abilities or lack thereof in last season, after a few muff punts, I thought the Vikings were going to move on from him after last season. But with him making a name for himself at more of a wide receiver three position, and he's made a couple highlight catches that we've seen out of training camp so far. I would not be surprised if he's the wide receiver three. If he's the most complete wide receiver three at this time, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Although I would like to see guys like Amir Smith-Marset or even newly acquired D.D. Westbrook in that wide receiver three spot. I don't think that K.J. Osborne is necessarily the best, but if he's 
the best as of right now, I don't see why he can't be that third wide receiver. And then the rookie running back from Iowa State, Kane Nwangwu, who's just a speed demon, has also put on a show for the Vikings at training camp. And he's basically done that with his speed. There's been multiple reports that he's been improving his stock each and every day. And he could potentially be the third running back behind Alexander Madison and Delvin Cook. And I think that that possibly means Amir Abdullah is gone as the kick returner for the Vikings. I don't think that there's quite as big a need for him now that Nwangwu is kind of filling that role. And he's a lot faster than Amir Abdullah was. And I think that we could see Nwangwu come in during the regular season just for a snap or two and kind of change the pace of the game a little bit because he's very fast and I think that he's probably going to be one of the faster players in the NFL despite being a rookie. I think that he can keep up with some of the best of them. But I think that change of pace will give the Vikings a little bit more versatility with their offense and with kind of the revamped offense from Clint Kubiak who seems to have a very different kind of style and playbook than his dad did. So I think that we will see a much more electric Vikings offense in the sense that the play calls that they're going to be calling aren't going to be kind of older school football as we've seen in the past where it's pounding the ball each and every down and seeing very few pass plays. The Vikings had one of the highest running rates in all of football last year. And I think we should see a lot more passing from the Minnesota Vikings offense. I don't think that takes away from Delvin Cook at all. I think he's still going to put up just as good as numbers. Maybe not quite as good as last year, but still pretty high up there. But I do expect to see Kirk Cousins kind of pass the ball around a little bit more. I don't expect Justin Jefferson to reach his numbers from a year ago. And we could potentially see guys like Irv Smith, Adam Thielen, and even like Tyler Conklin or any of the other running backs, Alexander Madison or Kane Nwangwu, get the ball. And I think that that kind of adds to the versatility and the depth of this offense. And I think that we could potentially see the Vikings be at least a top 10 offense in the league and still have a top 10 defense with the way things are shaping up now. So the offense and the defense look pretty good as of now. But the special teams is looking like a completely different story. And this is a pretty common occurrence for Viking fans to hear, especially as of the past couple of years. And kicker Greg Joseph has apparently been struggling in camp so far. There's only been a couple of practices, and he's still probably getting used to a new long snapper and a new holder. So... I guess we could give him the benefit of the doubt in that respect, but I think it's still something to monitor, and it could potentially be a problem as it's been for the Vikings for what seems like many years now. And I think that the Vikings might have to do something about that, and it's probably too late to do that now. They did get Riley Patterson, the undrafted kicker, in the draft this year. But from the sounds of it is he's kind of more of an emergency kicker, which the Vikings might have to rely on. But it is also super early in the season and especially in training camp. So I wouldn't be too concerned about it yet if his kicking struggles do continue. 
as we progress through training camp and possibly into preseason, getting him into a game-like setting. And if he still struggles, I think it's very much a concern, especially from what we've seen of how much kicking affects the game of football in past seasons for the Vikings. I think that the Vikings could have been a playoff team if Dan Bailey could have kicked some field goals and got some easy kind of extra point chip-ins. Before we wrap up this episode, let's end on a little bit of a high note from training camp is Irv Smith has apparently been doing extremely well in the tight end one role, especially in the red zone. And I think we saw that at the end of last season with Kyle Rudolph being out with his foot injury. And I, again, it shouldn't be too much of a surprise that he's doing so well in the red zone, especially just because he scored a lot of touchdowns at the end of last season in the red zone. I think he had one game where he got two red zone touchdowns that were, he was just wide open. And it was all pretty much coaching touchdowns where he was wide open and it was just a, and it was just an offensive play that the defense just could not cover. And if we see anything like that again, with a emphasis on tight ends in the red zone, for any of you guys that play fantasy football, I would 100% consider getting Irv Smith in one of the later rounds. Probably take him anywhere from tight end 5 to 10. But I think he definitely should be a constant starter on any of your fantasy football teams. I know for me personally, I will be targeting him towards kind of the later rounds when tight ends seem to start going. And I think that he's a little bit of a sleeper, hasn't really gotten those tight end one snaps until this year. And he was a second round pick. And tight ends don't usually go in the first round unless they're super special. He definitely has the tools and the ability to be a top tight end for fantasy football and in the NFL in general. But I'll leave you with that. But that'll be the end of today's on and off the field episode. Thank you everyone for listening. If you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to tune into Sports Talk 105.1 next week or check out the podcast version anywhere you can get your podcasts.